Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Zone Time. I'm Julian. Avery is here. Omar from In the Mentions is here. Sam from the broadcast is here. I wish we could start off the show with uh, some great uh, positivity and fun stuff. And we were doing jokes last week. And well, after this weekend, we're in for another heavy start in the hockey world. You may have been watching the Toronto Blue Jays blow it in the playoffs when you heard the news that Andrea Skinner was resigning from Hockey Canada. And uh, that, of course, uh, led to a domino effect of so many other things like Steve Simmons coming for Akeem Alou and then the hockey world coming back for Steve Simmons as a result. Uh, Very serious allegations towards Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman Ian Cole, in which the NHL is investigating and the Lightning has since suspended him. And a trainer for the Bakersfield Condors also being dismissed for uh, some very serious allegations towards him as well. Like one thing after another over this weekend there i'm sure there's some stories you know we can kind of just leave as is um omar is there one story out of the ones that i kind of mentioned that kind of stands out to you a little bit more i have a good guess but i'd like to know from your standpoint yeah well first off like every single thing that you mentioned is is just horrible and it just it gets to the point where it's just like like when can we just like get to a point where we're just complaining about refs and stuff and penalties and and whatever next week like I mean, sure, hopefully, but like, there's there's all those other all, all these other things that are taking place, which are again horrible. But like, the the Steve Simmons thing, I I woke up that Sunday morning and just I don't know, just a despairing type of feeling because articles like the ones that Steve Simmons wrote are the most dangerous. Um, specifically for the fact that it mitigates experience. And this is something that Wayne Simmons touched on on Twitter after the fact. But it when you get into the situation of, again, specifically focusing on Akeem Ali's story and, and the whole thing being like, well, no, you know, it had nothing to do with race, had nothing to do with this, just because he wasn't a good player and so on and so forth. But like, at, like over the last like, couple of years now, we've learned and we got an opportunity to know the experience of what he went through on the ice, off the ice, when it comes to his family, all of these stories. He had this amazing Players tri- Tribune um, article that came out. And then from there, we have the creation of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, where those players in that group shared their stories as well. They put up that extremely heavy but powerful video last year showing some of the messages that they get just 
just from being who they are. And that's it. Last year in the playoffs with Kadri, getting a whole bunch of racist messages from St. Louis Blues fans. And 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 the thing that bothers me the most about it is that the I guess the, the, the counterpoint to the whole to the article is that, well, OK, well, what what happened to Akeem Ali when you have players like Wayne Simmons, who is playing over a thousand a thousand NHL games? That has nothing to do with anything that Wayne Simmons or any player of color had to experience at all. I definitively remember Wayne Simmons when he was still on Philadelphia playing a preseason game in London, Ontario, taking a penalty shot, and someone threw a freaking banana on the ice. So being good at hockey or being a skilled player, having a long career, doesn't mitigate what you experience at all. And I think that's that's the thing that bothers me the most. And to, to I guess, to, to connect that point, the, the response from it, I think, has been a huge positive. A lot of people saying, what the heck is this? Like, and, and again, beyond the idea of like, oh, another bad Steve Simmons article. Yes, I said that another bad Steve, Steve, uh, Steve Simmons article, but the fact of, of the, the danger that comes with it. And a lot of people talking about how this can be dangerous and members of the Hockey Diversity Alliance coming out and specifically mentioning it and saying how it's bad. I, I want to say, I, I want to say again, it was Simmons who brought up the idea that it seems as if you're trying to create divisions amongst members of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, whether it was on purpose or by accident. But that can't be the focus. So again, seeing an article like that on a platform like the Toronto Sun, which a lot of people do read still, it is just disheartening and horrible. And I don't know what consequences can come from it. I don't even know if any consequences will come from it. But I think the fact that everyone was still talking about it, and you had Akeem Ali, you have a video about it, Wayne Simmons talked about it, Nazim Kadri talked about it, Anthony Duclair quote tweeted Akeem Ali as well. I think all mm-hmm. of that is going to be the positive I'm going to choose to focus on from this. Before I just let anyone else speak on this, the wildest thing about the Steve Simmons commentary, this wasn't like a full article where he focused on this. This was just like a blurb and like a column that he did. This this is literally the full extent of, of Steve Simmons and, 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 and what he said. No one wants to say this because of the politically correct police and all, but those who coach Akeem Aliu must cringe every time they see him in a news report or commercial talking about what's wrong with hockey. Like he would know. By my count, Alley's played for 23 teams in nine different leagues in 12 professional seasons and rarely finished any season with the same team he started with. If that was color-related, how is it that Wayne Simmons spent just about 12 seasons playing in the NHL? That is it. That's all he wrote about all of this. And it's, he managed to get this so wrong. I, I, I want to make sure we, we get every other people to touch the floor. Uh, Sam, I don't know if you want to go in first or do you want to let Avery go first? I'll let Avery go first. Go ahead. Plain simple, that was disgusting. That was disgraceful. It was embarrassing. And the fact that Steve Simmons would have the gall to say coaches must cringe when it all came down, when it all broke from Bill Peters saying the N-word. To say that and to say, how would you know? To a black man, Steve Simmons, you are out of line, you're out of pocket, and you should apologize. You're an embarrassment. It doesn't seem like a guy who's gonna who's going to apologize i don't know if you guys saw the tweet from him on monday morning where he tweeted out a, a seemingly positive article about wayne simmons and said well wayne simmons should have forgotten about this well it's not should have but that he seemingly forgot about this as if to say like you know well hey i wrote nicely about a black man one time and that's what it, this, this reads like man so like what, he, what, what, he's telling on himself what i'm sorry like he's telling on he's telling on what he the part that just blows it for me if that was color related it's like he he had this built-in racial defense 
be like, hey, man, you can't come for me about how I'm coming at Akima Lou. This has nothing to do with racism. But like, 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 come on, let's, let's talk whistling. It's like, literally what that is. The entire thing has to do with racism. If you've yes. been following- That's his entire- the, Yeah, if you've been following everything that came out, it, it has, it, it literally is, is the thing. This yes. is the thing that we want to get out of, out of hockey right, right here. So I, I just don't understand. I just don't. What was the intention? What was the point? I think that's my big question. What was the impetus behind this article? What did you try? What did you want to try to get out of this? Because I, I don't know. I don't know. And I would like to think they weren't trying to purposely you know, harm a lot of people's well-being, hopefully. But I, I don't understand what what the purpose of the article was. Sam. I had somebody say to me like, oh, he was, uh, he was making valid points about his career. Well, the whole point about the Akimalu story is that there are plenty of white players who are dogged by character issues who make it through the league. And we, when they play for this many teams or whatever, we don't say, oh, he didn't have a successful NHL career. We call them a journeyman. Mm. Eh. So what's the point of making this about how many teams he's been on and saying, oh, it's not about race. It's clearly about race. If it wasn't about race, you wouldn't have had to say politically correct police. You wouldn't have had to say color related. Like the entire point of this was about race. And for him to pretend like it wasn't is disingenuous. Like if you're going to, if you're going to be racist like that, just own it. Like it's, it's the least transparent thing possible. And, you know, to Omar's point, Omar said it's another bad Simmons article. I don't think we have to call it another bad Simmons article. All Simmons articles are bad. Like that's his baseline. His baseline is shit takes. Man, I mentioned Michael Trakos last week, Steve Simmons this week. It's just, is this podcast just going to turn into like a, a show where we just bad mouth some journalist every week? When's Jim Matheson going to come back into this? Oh my god. Sorry, on that point though, what really irritates me is the people we have seen calling this out are players of color and journalists of color. Like you had Kayla Gray calling him out. Mm-hmm. Where is the PHWA on this? Where is the know. PHWA? Where are the white sports writers calling Simmons out for these takes? I'll tell you this. Uh when Nazim Kadri spoke about this uh on Monday, uh Salim Valji, a friend and colleague, a friend of the show, he's the one who asked him the question. Ian Kennedy yeah. as well has been has, has been yeah. on, 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 on the- yeah sorry Ian Kennedy has been very consistent on covering these stories but I'd like yeah. like you know we want to see more of that yeah. yeah it shouldn't just be on people of color to call these things out exactly yeah. it's a thing where it doesn't matter your color your background we all have to do it all the mainstream guys all the bloggers all the podcasters it cannot just be people of color. Like, we need more. We need our allies to step up and not just say, oh, I'm going to turn my head and not watch. No, you got to watch it. You have to acknowledge it. You have to say something or else the culture of hockey will not change with your silence. It won't. Yeah. And we have and to I call up people like a, Steve Simmons. And I think we've seen a lot of examples of the dangers of staying silent. And I think over the last couple of years, we've seen the the, the kind of impact that is made from not being silent, from from whether it's, whether it's a, a comment, reaching out to someone, asking questions maybe you read the article and didn't understand why it was a big deal okay 
look look it up. Take a step, take a step back and and, and look it up because there will probably be a lot of people, unfortunately, who are saying like, "Oh, what's the big deal? A lot of people are just exaggerating." Oh, this Twitter, but but no, th- th- this isn't this isn't a, a a Twitter thing. This that was a, a that was a hurtful article. Again, could you reg- imagine, regardless of intention, could you imagine going through uh, whatever harmful racial abuse or any terrible things that Akima Lewis gone through throughout his career as a hockey player? There is a list of stuff out there. I'm not trying to paint him as this perfect person, but he has endured some terrible things during his hockey career. Imagine going through all that and trying to at least be some kind of positive arbiter of change by calling out these issues in hockey and then some dude in a blurb says oh because you played for all these different teams why should you could why should you tell us all what's wrong with hockey yeah. like like even if you don't want to put a race into it like like this guy's played for that many teams he's injured what he's injured yeah i'd like to know what he thinks is is wrong with hockey like he would that's just, i just think it's so short-sighted on the part of steve simmons and unfortunately for a guy like him i've never met the guy i don't know if i'll ever meet the guy but just between that and some of the other ridiculous stories that he's done over the last little while, I'm not surprised that he would have that short-sighted view. Yeah. And then even to that point on the other side, imagine being a, you know, a player of color who the same thing, who endured a lot, went through a lot of things growing up within hockey, you know, had to, had a, had a, you know, uh, for lack of better words, tougher journey as far as like the, the outside world always being applicable to your hockey world imagine having all of that stuff and then someone saying well you know it's okay you you had a long NHL career so it's, it was whatever obviously it couldn't have been that bad if you're in the game for so long like that, that that's what bothers me the most that's, that's like the main like critique I see for a lot of people who who are always I guess on the other side of the other side of the argument well how can there be issues in in hockey as it pertains to race if you have player xyz G who played like a long career like having being able to you know having the skill and having the ability of as a player to to I don't know transcend all of the filth does it mitigate the fact that the filth was still there and and I'm so sick and tired of people using the 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 star players of color as as evidence for why issues don't exist I'm I'm so I'm so sick of it because no, like they they do exist, they do, and in fact, it, and in fact, in some ways, it can even be worse. Because sometimes, as that quote unquote star player, player of color in the locker room, you see and hear a lot of crap, and you know if you say something about it, you're off the freaking team. You're considered a, a bad, a bad, bad influence, a cancer in the room. So like, so stop it. Stop using. Players of color who had who had successful careers stop using their their stories as means of saying that these issues don't exist. Stop it. Just stop. I, and I'm so sick of it. You have to stop. Uh, I think that's a good way to. I, I mean, unless anyone else has anything else pressing they want to add, I think that's a good way to end that particular segment of that show. I think that's really strong. I think that's very well said, Omar. But yeah, bad. Just. Again, I don't mean to, you know, start the podcast again with heavy stuff. You know, once the NHL season begins, uh, we will have, you know, more fun stuff. I'm sure someone will do something ridiculous and we'll be a lot more jovial and lighthearted. But I guess we could start with some of some more NHL preview stuff. We did try to uh, start an NHL season preview last week 
uh, just with some, uh, you know, throwing out some potential predictions here and there. Uh, I was trying to think we could do a little bit more on the awards side uh, as we do kind of try to transition out of the darker stuff into the lighter stuff this week. Again, hopefully more episodes will focus more on lighter stuff. Um, yeah, let's start with uh, a rookie of the year pick from everybody. Um, I think with with guys like Owen Power and Maddie Beniers doing their thing this year, we could be in for some really good rookies. We know more Cider won last year. I'm going to start off just easily saying Maddie Beniers made me change my mind for the rookie of the year pick. I was very much on the Owen Power train. I really wanted him to come out of 2022 with an Olympic gold medal, a world junior gold medal. Um, he was, I think he was in the frozen four this year. He was playing in college with Michigan. Like dude could have he won a world championship already. Like this is a dude who could be winning all these different hardware, all this different hardware. and hasn't really made that much of an impact in the NHL yet. And he could very well win the call the trophy. And I was ready to give him that until I watched Matty Beneers play preseason with Seattle. That dude can skate, he can score, and he looks like a guy the Kraken should be building their franchise around for the next how many years. This is a guy who's ready to play at the National Hockey League level. He's ready, he's ready to produce at a high level. And as someone who now has to watch more games in the Pacific Division, I am looking forward to watching Matty Beneers how many games out the year. I'm picking him for rookie of the year. Like, I I, I think he's going to be that good. Owen Power might be second, and it is very hard for defensemen to win anyway. But Matty Beneers is going to be my pick for rookie of the year. Trust me, you we're going to see, like, highlights from him at some point this year. And y'all are going to be like, man, I wish I watched him play a little bit more. Well, actually, maybe Omar might be the only person on this panel who might do that because we are all on the West Coast. But Matty Beneers is my pick. <laughs> Avery, who is your pick for, for rookie of the year? Julian, I will co-sign with you, Matty Beneers, again. As people have watched him in the preseason, you know, you're right. His skating is marvelous. His shot's great. And he's playing on a cracking team that's improved quite a bit last year. Seattle went out, had a good, had a good offseason. So he's surrounding with guys like Borkowski, Oliver Borkstrand. And I think the Kraken might make, give, um, they might give Manier the good chance of winning the call this year. We saw him last year in his 10 games. He had nine points in 10 games last year. And Beneers has a strong future of the offensive juggernaut for the Kraken. So I'm going to go Beneers as well, Julian. Whoa, 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 whoa. You used the J word there, juggernaut. We got to be careful about the usage of that word. <laughs> Why is that? Parts. Why you're is that, listen, You're not listening to Chris Johnston? Chris Hutton? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I know. I, I'm, hey. I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, Chris. Don't hurt me. All right. Uh, Sam, who's your pick for Rookie of the Year? I laughed when you said Maddie Veneers because that was my pick. Of course you vote for the Michigan person. Of course he does. They're... They're all Michigan players. That's true. That's, That's true. true. That's actually true. That's actually true. They're stacked. Yeah. Because Maddie between, yes, Maddie Padir should be it. So, Omar, are you going to make this unanimous? No, I'm going to go on the Owen Power train, and this, and for one point and one point only. Listen okay. to me, friends, as I as I as I speak. Because here yes, we go, people. Yes, it's time. Maddie, it's time. It is time. Omar, yes, yeah, get your go popcorn ready. Get your long ready. tirade for about four or five minutes. Get yourself maybe food, not four. Get yourself I'd say props. Like, enjoy yourself for the next <laughs> few minutes. Put yourself on mute because Omar has something to say. I'm gonna hold myself to like like two minutes tops here. Okay, so you all have mentioned some amazing points, right? As a, as it pertains to Maddie Beniers, fast skater skill can obviously you know produce at the nhl level grant given what you've been doing in the preseason there is one fact that you are forgetting though 
Matty Berniers will play the Toronto Maple Leafs once, twice maybe. But Owen Power is in the What does this have to do with anything? Listen to me. Owen Power is in the same division as the Leafs. And Owen Power's first NHL game against the Leafs, I saw some things that were concerning. I saw a 29-year-old body or a 29-year-old skill, you know, maturity in like a 20, 20, 21-year-old frame. Like the the Owen Power, the maturity that he has, like how how quick he was able to to climatize himself to the NHL, you know, how it seemed as if like everything was kind of like focused and drawn around him. And again, when you're playing in the East against teams like the Leafs, that rhymed, there's going to be a lot of hype around that. So I'm just so, so on one point, just to kind of be again, different from the rest of the crowd. Cause you know, we have three Matty Berniers people. I'll say Owen power again. Yes. Uh, the, the, the Leafs angle is kind of a joke, but I do think he's going to be relied a lot, rely, um, relied upon a lot in Buffalo, even though Rasmus down the lean is there. I don't think it'll be, it'll be, it'll take long for Owen power to kind of transcend himself as the number one on the, on that team. And then when you have, you know, the, the skilled players that Buffalo is going to have up front, especially if they can get their power play going, like they may be a team that'll have to win games like seven, five or like eight, eight to six or whatever. And that'd be a lot of production opportunity for Owen power. So that's 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 how I'm how I'm, how I'm kind of going with there. I think it was about two minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Avery, what were you eating just now? Oh, this man's still on mute. <laughs> He's still <laughs> muted. He's <laughs> muted. No. <laughs> you you actually was... took that to heart. Yes. What were you eating? I was eating crackers. You you like threw the box behind you. You should have like you should keep it. So at least show us the brand. I mean, they were not sponsored. It's by a like, brand from the UK, UK brand. Doro. Oh, why do you have UK branded crackers at home? Why did you bring them from England or so, whatever? Someone brought them for me from England. Oh, jeez, oh. you, you have you have like a courier who just like sends you biscuits. <laughs> Secret. <laughs> can't say what? can't be on camera why oh wow okay so 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 we just learned on the show that avery has some kind of mysterious uk plug who said secret some secret yeah secret biscuit hookup Yo, i got ju- I, got, I have juice made fridge from france from paris how why do you have all this exotic stuff <laughs> <laughs> what is oh. this okay <laughs> you have the michael jackson jacket now you have all this stuff like i don't want to know what is coming out next from you man yeah. what about um your league mvp uh what give you a league mvp this year avery we'll start with you i mean are we gonna go unanimous on this i was gonna go different league mvp uh i think it's gonna be hard for me to not say this year Connor mcdavid once again motivated wants to win a cup will do anything to get there and he'll go through any body so i think again we got a Carmen David putting up a bazillion points, a bazillion assists, and maybe, just maybe, the, the first Carmen David 50 goal campaign as well. A 50 goal season in a. Wait, he did that last year. David, no. He, no, he got yeah, he close. Did. He I got close. So. Oh, he, he didn't get 50. He didn't get 50. I don't think so. No, he didn't get I think it was, just, it was just Matthews, uh, Kreider, and Dreisaitl. Yeah, yeah he just missed 50. Connor didn't. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think this is the year we had to make David's 50 goal year. I think it's like he can do it. I mean, he could do whatever he wants to, just he's more of a playmaker, but he could do whatever he wants to. I think this is the first McDavid 50 goal campaign in his MVP season. 
damn, he did miss it. He was at 44 goals in 80 games. He had, a, he had his best year last year, and he didn't win MVP because Austin Matthews scored 60 goals. Yes. What's the problem? <laughs> no, I have no issue with that. I'm just <laughs> highlighting that. That's the thing. Why did you get so defensive? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I was like, was there another point? Yes, yes, he did. No. Uh, Omar, who's your pick for league MVP? As a joke, I was going to say Matthews again. However, you don't have is... to joke about that. No, I mean, I think I think it is it is definitely possible. And, you know, if he puts up another 60-goal season, then who knows? I'm going to go a little off the board here. Okay, so we're not there, going unanimous. There are Michael some, Bunting. There's, ha, ha, no, because then we wouldn't be able to afford him. Um, so the, <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want Michael Bunting making Kirill Kaprizov money this soon. No, no, no. If you can do the same thing you did last year, I'll be fine. Anything else, I'd be concerned. Um, there's, a, there's a few names that we used to talk about a lot in the league mm-hmm. who we don't talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's been a while since Sidney Crosby decided, you know what? No I'm way. I'm sick and tired of this. I'm <laughs> oh, I, like this. I think That's true. no one is talking about Pittsburgh. They almost lost Malkin. Uh, Malkin. No, not not Dennis Malkin. They almost, they, they almost <laughs> lost uh, Malkin. There's that whole thing there. They brought back Latang. So, like, and again, no one is talking about Pittsburgh at all. And from what I've noticed in my years as a hockey fan, the years where we forget about Crosby are the years where Crosby knocks on the door and says, hey, I'm still here. So I don't know if it'll be from a production point, perhaps. I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw throw him out, throw a vote to Sidney Crosby and say maybe he uh, he snaps a little and gives up Pittsburgh one final true let's go for it run. What's the when's the last year Sidney Crosby won a league MVP? I actually don't uh, know. It's 2014. 2014. So you're saying he would be you you want him to win his first heart trophy in eight years. Well, nine years, I guess. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty epic. Yeah, that'd be pretty epic. Also, remember with Pittsburgh, before we get to Sam, if you really think about it, goaltending kind of di- denied them long playoff runs and not Sidney Crosby. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, Sam, your, your league MVP pick before I say mine. I'm also going off the board. Hey. Okay, good. So we're, I, I was, I'm very relieved. We're all not just going to pick Connor McDavid. I'm going to say it's going to be Kale McCarr. Oh, I like that one. I like. I know I like it's like one. I know it's a stretch. I know it's hard for hard for defensemen to win the heart. And I know this also sounds crazy, but I actually don't know that we've seen peak Kale McCarr. Nope. Oh, I, don't think I actually think he will continue to get better. And if you look at what he's done already, like I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like, but I want to see it. And if he does it, I think he wins the heart. Uh, pop quiz. Who's the last defenseman to win the heart trophy? I don't know if this helps. Uh, was on the cover of an NHL game. Was won a Stanley Cup. He's won at least one, if I remember. Um, has played for a Canadian team. It might have actually gone to that final with that Canadian team. No longer active. Uh, we were talking about him a lot because he was trying to give financial advice on Twitter. Chris, Chris Pronger? Pronger? Yep. 1999-2000, the last defenseman to win the Hart yeah. Trophy. Chris, Chris Pronger. Pronger. Yep, you have to go all the way back to the 2000 season. 
to figure out who what was the last defenseman to win the Hart Trophy. Man, I like the fact that we are. That's pretty big. To Sam McCarr, man. If you have if you have Kale McCarr like putting up the numbers he was putting up last year, like there are a lot of forwards I would kill to have at least the goal production that he had last year. And if he does if he does that and improves, then I don't know how you don't. Oh man. You know, man. Um, my pick, uh, Avery, you made a really good point earlier about Connor McDavid, about a guy who is extremely motivated to win the Stanley Cup. I think for him, he's doing everything he can to do that to the point that I don't know if he cares all that much about winning a heart trophy or if he's going to do all that much to do that. And maybe that benefits a guy like Leon Dreisaitl, a guy who's been slandered too much on this show for my liking. And I think he's going to win the league. I apologize. I apologize. Okay. He's a center. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he's going to make you eat your words again this year. Leon Dreisaitl is my pick to win the Hart Trophy, which would be his second in three, four, three years. Mm-hmm. If he wins, mm-hmm. that would be pretty good. Not that far fetched to pick Leon Dreisaitl to win league MVP. Uh, what about a cup final prediction? Give me the two teams you think are going to make it to the Stanley Cup final when it is all said and done. Omar, try to resist I, putting oh, beliefs can in I, this can one I not if you go, can. can. I not go first? You don't want to go first? I don't, I don't want to go first. Because okay, my, my mind my mind is Sam, telling me one thing, my heart is telling me another. I did not expect that to come your out. Mind, of your, your mind's telling you no way. Yeah. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. No, no, you're <laughs> not going there. No, 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 no. Strike that from the tape. Oh Sam, start with you, please. <laughs> please. Uh, I am going to say, I feel like this is really hard in the East to pick yeah. a team. It is hard in the East, but I have I have a team in mind. I'm going to say, I'm going to do the same thing I did last year. I'm going to say Colorado, Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you think the Panthers are going to wake up and... God, I hope so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There, jeez. Move Matthew Kachuk there. Paul Maurice is there. They don't have Jonathan Huberto anymore. But remember, this is a team that was like the best in the league last year. And they they they, they got fleeced. That's what happened. They got fleeced. You got they got, <laughs> got, they, got mur- they got murdered on that trade. Murdered. Look, her <laughs> murder, she wrote. Mur- man, it's a class class five class five massacre. I have man, man. Look, man, they signed the ball. Can you please say murder again? But like, say it in like a heavy patois accent. (laughs) Murder. Like, murderer. Both both of them signed. Come, they lost the deal. I don't care what, I don't care what Kachuk does. They They got to play. I actually go first. They lost. As soon as they signed both, they lost the trade. If it was, if they signed one and the other, and another one walked, I'd be okay. They, They got both and a first. And another prospect who could who might play games for them, murdered, got killed. I mean, you have to play the games, right? I mean, Matthew Kachuk could still be a forty goal player in Florida. Might get more goals or points than Jonathan Huberdeau. Okay, and then if Huberdeau does the same thing he did last year, and then if, if and Mackenzie Weger puts up like sixty points, then that's true. That is true. But I mean, Matthew anyway. Kachuk is younger than all those players. If if memory serves, that's true. You know his his his. Uh, look, I'm I'm not saying I'm not necessarily agreeing that the tr- that the trade is fleecing. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate in this situation. Yeah, he, he could be better for a longer period of time. Yeah, it's true. You know, if I felt if I was holding like a knife 
and I fell on the knife and the knife was in my chest, I could say, yo, I'm fine. What? Nothing's wrong. I'm trying to say, I'm trying to what say that if you, even if you say you're not murdered, it's still a murder. That was, that was, okay. a, that was, that was, that was, that was, a, that was a tough one. Avery, do you have a Stanley Cup final prediction that involves no blunt objects? <laughs> wow. All right. You know, I showed them love last week, so I'm going to stick with my prediction of the New York Rangers taking on the Colorado Avalanche in this year's Cup final. Okay. That was the other team so, I was going to say. Those are my last two. The Rangers are really good, man. I I, I think, look, we I, is this podcast, the New York Rangers, I don't want to say New York Rangers podcast, but are we pro New York Rangers this year? All of us? I am at least. I because I am. I think Omar is. Here's the thing. Oh boy. So Julian, you you mentioned this at the beginning of this isn't a rant, I promise. That's fine. You, you mentioned something at the beginning of the episode, a certain event that took place. An event that we could all say was very leafy. That happened mm. to a team in another league. So yes, the Toronto Blue Jays. So you have that, and also the fact that this year is going to be the 10-year anniversary of the first Game 7. Yes. Yes, that's true. So with the that first. being said, yes. Leafs-Flames Stanley Cup Final. Whoa! Wow. Oh, he did it. I want to make it clear for anyone who didn't watch the zone time. I have never, I have never put the Leafs in the Stanley Cup final. I have never never done it. I've never done it. He's never done it. I'm doing it this year. Leafs, Flames, Stanley Cup final. Oh my God. Kadri takes on his former, like all, all the storylines, all Canadian Stanley Cup final, whatever. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. That's, 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 that's my, that's my prediction. Omar just, Omar just broke out the most anti Edmontonian Cup final prediction yet. That's the most oh, anti Edmontonian Cup wow. final. <laughs> Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton will burn down whatever happens. <laughs> Vancouver will just burn stuff down because that's just what they're built to do anyway. <laughs> you have to get to the finals before you burn anything down. Yeah, yeah that's what that's what you think yeah. they do, but you know, maybe. Uh, Colorado, New York Rangers is very much my pick too. But I love the fact that Omar was willing to go Calgary, Toronto. That like I I like that. I I love this. And I'd be so on board right. with that. I'm on board with it too. The Calgary Flames are a team that's trying to be this must-win team. The Toronto Maple Leafs, after years of futility, failing to get out of the first round, not only would they finally get the job done, they go to the final, and anxiety would be on an absolute ten. Could you imagine us doing? like zone time episodes during a flames Leafs Stanley cup final. Can you imagine that? Can I just say one thing? And I'm, yes. I'm, I'm asking people on the internet just to be, if, if this is wrong, please don't, please don't like clip this and dunk on me. I'll, I'll be, I'll be sad enough. Just like, just, just, <laughs> just, 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 just take the fact that I, I know there's like a 95% chance I'm to be wrong. So just don't just just let me let let me let me exist in the pain if if things go south again. But that's my that's my prediction. Okay, Uh, I have Colorado repeating as Stanley Cup champion. Avery, do you have Colorado repeating, or do you have the Rangers winning? I'm New York in seven. I'm New York in in seven game series winning the Stanley Cup. They're first in '94. 
Yeah, that would be incredible. Uh, I was probably two months old the last time that they won a Stanley Cup. Omar, Calgary, Toronto win the Stanley Cup. If you really want to get people up into it, you pick Toronto to win the Stanley Cup this year. You put yourself in this position. I have to say the Leafs because again, if they make if they make the final, listen, if they make the final and they lose, I will not survive. Oh I, cause my like, God. so I just, I, I have, I have to go all in. I'm saying they're making the final. Let's yeah. Let's say they win in seven. Why not? I'll tell you this actually. Calgary, Toronto, Stanley cup final. That means I get to be in the building for this. So yes. like, there you go. Oh dude. Like I'll be happy for that. But also, man, if the Leafs lose that Stanley cup final, man, Man, I'm coming over. It'll be so it'll be, it'll be so hard to see the bright side. It'll be so hard. I know it oh, would be man. like, oh, you know, they, they made it. It's growth. But I'd be like, they were, they were so close. <laughs> Sam, like who's right winning there. the Stanley Cup final? The Avs. Okay. So yeah. two Avs, one for the Rangers, and a, tr- a fearless Toronto Maple Leaf Stanley Cup prediction. I hope you know, like, maybe we won't clip this, but we are going to make mention of the fact that you did pick the Leafs to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, that's okay. In, like, November when they're on, like, a 10-game losing streak or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, remember when Obar said they're going to win the Stanley Cup? Uh, Sheldon oh. Keefe, uh, no longer head coach. <laughs> Interim coach Dave Haxtell. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine. Oh, God, oh. is that Peter Horacek again? Yo, and Tim coach Mike Keenan comes on. Listen, listen, man. The, the Peter, the Pete Horacek era was like is a, was a top ten fun moment as a Leafs fan. That was so cool. Just like cheering for losses, like actively was so sick. And this man, listen, you the, the way this man threw his hands up when he got that first win as, as a coach. Oh, it, 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 it he needed that. Like yet, yeah, like he needed that. And at the same time, we we're all seething because we're like, no. <laughs> You wanted a lot. That was a, such a good tank. Oh, so fun. Good times. Good well, times. Now you're you're in the end game now because something has to happen this year. Yep. Yep, yep. It's going to be fun, though. And we're going to have episodes all throughout this NHL season to talk about all the fun stuff that goes down, including when the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, maybe a win streak, maybe a win streak, maybe a losing streak. Who knows? We're, we're definitely going to talk about them a lot and the Flames and the Abs and the Oilers and everyone else. Avery. This coming weekend, uh, battle the first battle of Alberta battle. Looking forward oh, to chopping it up in the press box with you, my man. Yes, I'm sir. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. as am I, Julian. We're still we got to get some dinner plans in. No, totally. Yeah, it'll be our first time meeting in person. I'm telling you, man. I'm That's telling you, the, the 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 I don't know, man. Just everyone meeting. Everyone's gonna eventually meet each other on from Zone Time. It's yep. eventually going to happen, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Zone Time. Thank you very much for listening or watching this episode, uh, either on the Yahoo Sports NHL YouTube page or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Enjoy the start of the NHL season, which technically started last week with those games in Europe, but you know what I mean. Did anyone forget about that? I didn't I forget. Thought, it's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. Games. I thought they no, were preseason games. Actually they counted for two points. I was like, oh, those are <laughs> no, real oh, games. I, I had no idea that they were actually counted. I was like, oh, okay, cool, sweet. Do you know, do you know how I figured out they were real games? Fantasy? Yeah. That's how I, yeah, yeah. same. My <laughs> league drafted on Friday and we were all like, wait, why are we starting in the second week? Yeah. I got points from like, I got points. I was like, wait, how do I have points? Like, oh, these are actual games. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, 
there will be more games that will start for real this week. But, Peace, uh, guys. You know, the best way to grow the game is people to not know you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love this game so much. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.